What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, so we're going to talk to Cliff here in just a second. But first, if you're interested in listening to all the things that we offer on our Patreon page, here's how you can do that. For just $15 per month at Patreon.com slash Bob Show, you can get the ultimate edition of the podcast and it's entirely commercial-free. The Ultimate Edition includes the Shadow Docket at the end, exactly as we record the show. Plus, you get the exclusive Friday After Party with me and Kimberly. You get to participate in the chat room. You get to comment under all the episodes. You get email alerts and notifications when we get a new episode out. All of that for just $15 per month. That's bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Wednesday, January 3, 2024, and this is the Bob Seska interview on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1078 of the Biden-Harris administration, 306 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on threads and Instagram. The Bob Seska is my handle. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. And our Patreon page is bobseskashow.com. So we're jumping right into 2024 headfirst with the great Cliff Schechter. You probably know Cliff from his YouTube channel. Got a link in the description for that. Or you know Cliff from The Stephanie Miller Show, or you know him from his many appearances on this show. Well, today Cliff and I talked about Trump's horrendous body odor and the possible source of it. Plus, we dig into the Republican primaries and whether Republicans will back away from nominating a criminally convicted presidential candidate who might not appear on all the ballots. We also talked about the possibility that Marjorie Taylor Greene is engaging in financial crimes and a whole lot more. Find Cliff on social media at Cliff Schechter. And of course, his YouTube channel is youtube.com slash C Schechter. Okay, meantime, don't forget to support this podcast by subscribing to us on Patreon, bobseskashow.com. Okay, this is me and the great Cliff Schechter. More fun, more music, the Bob Seska Show. Seriously, how insane is 2024 going to be, Cliff? Completely fucking nuts. I mean, you know, what, what can I, I can't, I wish I'd come up with a funnier way to put it. Yeah. Um, a um, rabid hyena humping a glory hole kind of insane. <laughs> Does that work? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think so. 
Okay. Okay. I came up with something creative. Yeah. I, I used that one before though, but you know, your, your guys probably haven't heard it. So there you go. Um, I, I mean, we're talking about a lot of things that we've never experienced before as a Republic during the history of the United States. There are going to be numerous things this year that we know will happen that have never, ever happened in the history of this nation. That is yeah. mind blowing to think about. Yeah. Right. Or, I mean, certainly haven't happened during a time of modern media, yeah. which distorts and, you know, of course, exacerbates whatever the most sensationalistic part of anything is. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it's funny, like when it's, you know, Trump crapping his pants. I mean, <laughs> I, I enjoy that they helped in that endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they helped me get a, a video that's at about 74, 75,000 uh, views right now on my YouTube channel. And it's literally about Trump crapping his pants. Why, you know what? Um, Why don't we start there? Why don't we start there as the first <laughs> event of 2024 that's seriously right. fucked up? So who was it? Noel Kassler? Who reported that Donald Trump smells awful? It happened sometime okay, so, in the past two weeks. So I know nothing about this story. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, and again, I, I did some traveling over the holidays, you know, this, that, the other thing. So you're a music guy. So I have to tell you, yeah. um, so you too at the sphere. Dude, if wow. you're an old fan of U2, yeah. they talking about how I've put this money into this setup here and, and yet somehow my sound still isn't what I want it to be. The sound in that freaking sphere is amazing. They have eight speakers on every seat. Now we're talking like 15,000 seats. They spent $2 billion on that thing. So they'll oh be making up the money. They, yeah, the, the lights, like the LED lights are out of this world. There's probably like a billion of them. And yep. I don't even know if I'm exaggerating. So you've got everything around you, you know, this like an igloo, right? Yeah. And you keep, but everything is a square. It's like a huge TV set. And there's like 50 of them around you. So they're showing in perfect video mm. scenes from U2's past or scenes from like, you know, various things that have happened in our history or whatever. Well, you know, what that their songs are about. Um, it was, and, and U2, it, it doesn't hurt that they, they, they unlike many um, of the, let's call it the Gen X variety bands, the early Gen X, because they're in there, I'm Gen X and I'm, you know, early 50s. They're Gen X, the early 60s. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, but let's compare them to another one of my, a band I love, for example, Guns N' Roses. Um, they avoided the drugs that mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses did not avoid. And therefore, U2 is still at the top of their game. Like, yeah. they're not slowing down. So when you take their performance in this amazing venue, oh my God. So in any case, I was traveling, I was in Vegas, I was in New York, New York was about family, Vegas was about fun and, and all that sort of thing. But, um, the, the, you know, I I did catch what was going on. So this interview was like two years ago that the Mm -hmm. Midas guys did, if you know those guys, of course you know them, but if you know them personally, they're good dudes, um, did with Noel and he went into details about how somebody were like, how, you know, Trump even by the 90s, had lost control of his bowels from, this is Noel Kassler's claim, again. Right, I don't right. know this for a fact, but he claimed it was due to, to abuse of Adderall, cocaine, and some other other uppers <laughs> that Trump needs to function. Shocking, um, yeah. Yeah, so that there were people, there's somebody there that literally, I mean, I hate to gross people out, but there was like an ass wiper there. I mean, like, imagine that's your job on like, hi, I work on the... <laughs> 
Yeah, I was thinking that like went to Walt Nauta or something like that. Like that was right. like his body man would handle the ass right. wipe. <laughs> but they, he's got a separate they, they, separate guy who's doing the ass wiping. Is that what we're trying to understand? They told you you were a body yeah. man in the Trump organization. They meant it. Right? Like, like <laughs> you weren't just protecting the body. You were. You were, you were wiping the body. You were applying deodorant to oh, every God. role in his body, every job role. You were like, you know, finding old, like, you know, old car batteries, you know, stuck in between like you know, the the fat rolls here and like, you know, old like, like not lettuce because he doesn't eat that. Probably like a like a taco from his his big taco day. He has it. Oh, uh, at a Trump Tower is stored away somewhere else. Like basically, it's like you're getting him out. If you remember that scene where where Austin Powers wakes up after being asleep for like 30 years, and the second one, I have to like get a huge brush and oh, like yeah. scrub his whole yeah. body. That's what your job is. Then he pees for an hour, right? Right. But because he, because he, he, apparently Trump is some combination of poop, you know, body odor and like, you know, like dental. Yeah, I mean, he's got it's like bad got, breath or something. Is that the yes, other part like, of the story? Like, like halitosis because of his with some dental implants. Like the dude is more machine than man now. I mean, he's a really bad machine. <laughs> Twisted like, and evil. Yeah. Twisted and evil, exactly. Mm. It's basically like it's basically like if you made Darth Vader, but with all like low tech parts you got from China, <laughs> like you know, a discount. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So nothing really works, and it's it's half of it's fake, and you know. Um, but I mean, the the story. So that was what No Castle did. So this, yeah, so, and, you know, and No Castle also reported that Donald Trump, when he's doing his rallies and gets particularly upset would shit himself because he was so right. angry. So when he's really going off, when he's really pissed off, yes. at someone, like that time he was going after Brian Karam or who else did he go after? Uh, uh, Jim, Jim Acosta. Yeah, like he went after Jim Acosta during that one press conference inside right. the White House. And, you know, it was like one of those occasions when he just allegedly crap himself. Now, I will say this before we continue talking about this subject. I want to say that I always take Noel Castle with a grain of salt, and I'm taking this other story about Donald Trump's odor with a grain of salt as well. Has anyone I, legitimate, like, very, like Jonathan Swan or something like that, verified well, the that deal, Trump stinks? Right? I don't mean to cut you off, but like it's my fault because I'm making too many jokes. <laughs> and enjoying That's fine this. with me. Yeah, um, but 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 I haven't gotten because it, because Castler was the original one who said it. But mm. the reason this was from two years ago, and the reason this interview came back up is because. Uh, about a week ago, week and a half ago, somebody very not Noel Castler-like, not a comedian, not whatever, yeah. which is Adam Kinzinger, um, you know, a pretty serious and conservative guy, you know, tweeted out, I mean, he seems to be all in on this too because he's just been running with it, mm. but he tweeted out, and I want to say this is like 10 days ago, you know, something like that, like, you know, it was a simple tweet where he's just like, I'm surprised that people who were formerly close to Trump and who now, you know, I've, I've, you know, broken from him or whatever, somewhere like that, have not talked about the unbelievable stench. He's like, the odor is overpowering and disgusting and it's a real thing. Yeah. So this is, I mean, again, it doesn't say, I'm not going to tell you that, like, I know that, you know, Adam, uh, that 
Adam Kinzinger is like, you know, the George Washington, uh, I never tell a lie when I cut down the cherry tree. I don't, you know, I, but, but the fact that Kinzinger brought it up mm. and then Dave Bautista, who we all know from not just WWE, but from, uh, I mean. Guardians of know, the Galaxy and yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, from some, the, to me, that's my favorite role with him. But okay, mm. uh, other things he's been in. He claimed that when they did that event that, and you can see the outline of the Depends and Trump's pants if you look, like when he falls over, when he did that WWE event in like 98 or I don't know when the hell it was. And Bautista claimed that Trump was wearing Depends and crapped himself during that too. So I'm saying (laughs) it could still be complete, Mm -hmm. no pun intended, bullshit, Um, but uh, there are three sources now, at least. And others off the record who've been on The the Apprentice made the same claim. They wouldn't attach their names to it uh, or whatever. But when you get Kinzinger and Batista and Noel Kastler, I mean, it doesn't mean that what Noel said, like, you know, you can question whether it's 100% true. And I'll just simply say, I've never, you know, it's funny in this world we inhabit, Bob and I have joked that because we've never lived in the same place at the same time and traveled mm-hmm. the same place. Like, I've actually never met Bob in person. No, that's crazy. Bob, Bob is like one yeah. of my two or three probably best friends who I've never met in person. That's um, right. And, and that actually exists <clears throat> in our society, I mean, much more so in the last, you know, however many years with TikTok and, and FaceTime and things that weren't even a thing in the early 2000s when you and I, you know, were starting to get to know each other. Yeah. Um, you know, but... but um, I, but so most people I've come across, like my kids will sometimes be like, do you know that guy? And I'll be like, I don't, but we, you know, we had an interaction on, on Twitter over this. So like, do you know John Cryer? Cause you know, he played like Lex Luthor in the TV series, The Flash, whatever. I'm like, I do not. I did actually once when he insulted somebody, I made a joke that I took straight out of uh, Pretty in Pink. And, uh, you know, John Cryer responded to me with a, how impressed he was and said, I wish I'd made that joke, you know, because there's a line <laughs> that he said in Pretty in Pink, like, Blaine, what kind of name is that? That sounds like an appliance. Yeah. And I, we were saying that, I said that about Tucker Carlson's brother, whose name is like, you know, was it like Palmer or some stupid waspy name? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, you know, I often say this to my kids, I'm like, I don't know this person. We've had an interaction on Twitter or whatever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to Noel Castor, I've literally never interacted with him. Yeah, I mean, I've never been on a show at the same time as him. Uh, so I have no basis to, to whether to not trust or trust him. I, 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 he's one of the, the few people in this world we inhabit of, of not real world fame, but semi-internet fame that mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. at all. Well, to his credit, the fact that he's on Stephanie Miller's show uh, gives him some cred as far as I'm concerned. Yes. I still have a hard time like fully embracing some of his claims about Donald Trump, although I have no reason to doubt what he's saying. It's just they're so <laughs> they're so outrageous that you got to wonder, like, how legitimate is this stuff? And it right. may be super duper legitimate because it makes perfect sense that Donald Trump smells like ass. I mean, that is you can see it on him. The fact that he's got that hair, you look his hair stuff, you see ass I mean, smell. It's I mean, like like what like nine feet of hair swirled around on his head to cover up his bald spot right right that's what um pen pen famously called piss cotton candy yeah exactly and and so that requires maintenance and i wonder if he skips taking a shower every day because it takes a long time to set that hair up 
Like, I wonder if he's got a whole collection of hair nets sitting next to his bed that he wears to bed and just doesn't shower, doesn't clean that hair as often as right. he should. So it, the BO accumulates. Well, and then he probably, too, probably. Yeah. And then he probably tries to cover it up with some sort of El Cheapo cologne, like Dracar Noir or something like that. And the combination of body odor and like sort of magazine oh. insert cologne <laughs> probably ends up that. smelling like shit. With Tony Michaels about this, you know, on his show, and my, my theory is that they took a they take a suit and they just completely douse it in Axe body spray, <laughs> and then they they lower, you know, with you know what are the things uh, the pulleys like you lower a horse with, they lower Donald Trump yeah. into it, and then they roll him over and back and over and back in the Axe body spray, and then he puts it. <laughs> because the other thing is. His suits are cheap and crappy and like look like, you know, he found them at, at a, he, you know, he went thrifting and got them. Like his tie yeah. hangs down below his dick. I wish somebody would teach him how to tie a fucking tie. Sorry, <laughs> pet peeve from 10 years of Episcopalian school. But yeah, he'll never case, do that because, you know, his ill fitting suits and the hair and the makeup and all that stuff, that's all woven into his brand. And he's never going to give up his brand quite because that's, in. yeah, it's, it's literally <laughs> the weaving of his suits are woven into his brand. That's all he's got. That's the only bankable thing that the Trump organization has going for it is Donald Trump's personal brand. That's what he's selling. They end up slapping his name on all these buildings. Why? Because the owners of the building want to be associated with Donald Trump's brand for some fucked up reason. And so that's how he's able to do all of these licensing right. deals with various Trump towers around the world. So I understand his why he's come doing off it. A lot more buildings since. He became the fascist demagogue yeah. that had been added to buildings. But can you imagine um, being mean, so trapped into that image? Like the image that you're most famous for is fucked up hair and that orange makeup on his face to cover up rosacea or whatever the hell he's doing. And then the weird baggy suits that have all the uh, like creases from sitting too much. It just he's a gut and the lifts in his shoes and all the rest of it. He's a goddamn mess. And imagine being trapped like this is what I'm famous for. I have to keep doing this. It's like with Guy Fieri. That guy is going to be 90 years old and he's still going to be wearing his hair and his sunglasses and the tattoos and the wristbands and all that shit. He's trapped in that brand. And so imagine being Donald Trump and being trapped in that now, visage. I agree you know? with you. He think, but, but I sometimes wonder, he's so gauche, mm -hmm. right? Like he's so gross and gaudy yeah. and just classless. And he always dreamt of being like this star in Manhattan, you know, when he lived <laughs> in Queens, as if you know, you know, having a lot of money in Queens wasn't good enough. Yeah. And he could never live up to that. And he tried to do what he could. He's got, I mean, obviously, I mean, you've seen the Saddam Hussein palace he lives in. You know, I sometimes, or did live in, yeah. you know, until we basically booted him from New York. I, 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 I do wonder if some of it is like, this is what his dad drilled into him. You have to wear a suit and tie every day to look like you're important. Because his dad, you know, we both know mm. Mary Trump. She said that he was the ultimate sociopath, oh, yeah. Trump. Yeah, yeah. You know, like made Donald almost look tame in comparison. <laughs> right. Which is why there's so many of these in the family. Yeah, it's like, um, where would we be with democracy right now if Fred Trump was actually a loving, empathetic father? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, if Hitler wasn't such a shitty painter, the world could have turned out <laughs> a lot right. better for a lot of people, mm -hmm. right? Um, so, so I mean, you're, you know, it's true. And, 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 I mean, I do wonder how much of it is brand and how much of it is he thinks he looks good. 
Yeah. That he doesn't, you know, he exists in his own world as we know with. I mean, he thinks when he rants in those crazy truth social posts that that is normal and mm-hmm. that people read that and are impressed by that, like regular people, normal people, as opposed to just his lunatic base and the people that have to like him for their jobs, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I mean, even the people that are going to begrudgingly vote for him, and I'm not making excuses for them, voting for him at all is a fucking act of terror mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. But, but, but the ones who are going to go and do that, even they would be like, that shit's crazy, right? When they yeah. look at like the stuff he writes. He thinks all of this stuff looks good, sounds good. So I, I do wonder how much is Brandon, how much is, he thinks his hair looks good. He yeah. thinks that makeup where he looks like a fucking bozo looks good. He mm-hmm. thinks the suits are fitting him properly. I mean, I don't know, man. Like That's kind of what it, it, it I mean, I, I kind of feel like that might be the story. I could be wrong. Yeah. But smelling like ass, part of Donald Trump's brand now, I guess. <laughs> he feels the need that, hey, you know, if I don't stink, then the Trump organization is going to lose money on my name. Something like that. The only thing we don't know for sure, Bob, is, and I'm not going to find out or do my best not to ever find out, is when, you know, someone like Kinzinger referred to the odor. He is too much, you know, he's too, still much too conservative and a congressman to go into what that odor was. Right. I mean, it could be, you know, so you're right. Noel, it could be exaggerating and maybe it's body odor that's so disgusting or his Mm -hmm. breath or some combination of all those things. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't look like he takes cleanly, uh, cleanliness seriously, as you said. <laughs> that hair is just a fucking mess. I yeah. mean, how many things do you think, like alternative life forms, silicon life, you know, every single mm-hmm. episode of the X-Files, may have formed in his hair and be growing. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's like a Petri dish in mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, could, is it that he's, you know, he clearly, if you've seen some of those images, wears depends and probably poops himself here and there. Does he do it all the time? Yeah. Don't know that he does. I have no idea. But what I would say is, like, it, the odor could be a, a whole variety of things, and it could be all of it put together, which just, mm. to me, makes me think to myself, my God, like, these women that, you know, not the ones he sexually assaulted, mm-hmm. but the ones who actually chose, and I smile sarcastically, too, <laughs> because it's all fucking awful and he's disgusting. So yeah. please don't take that the wrong way folks when you see this but um but i'm talking about like women who voluntarily chose to mate with this person yeah it's incomprehensible why anyone would look at donald trump and say yeah you know what i gotta see that naked i I don't understand that mindset i gotta i gotta hit that i mean why don't you just just mate with a gorilla throwing feces at you i mean literally the same effect out of it Right. And I think the sex would also involve some form of peeing if the Russia rumor is correct. <laughs> so there's, you know, we're getting into really disgusting territory with okay, Donald I Trump. I say yeah. one last thing mm-hmm. that was hilarious to me. Yeah. You know, when we were in Vegas um, and, we, and at this point, the Trump Tower, by the way, out there looks so old, outdated, old. It's it's perfectly yeah. on brand for Trump. <laughs> like you know, these beautiful new things like the Venetian, the Bellagio and these places like that, you know, these palaces, the Caesar or whatever. And then you've got this old crappy. It looks it it, it, it so looks circa 1975. Yeah. You know, it's just a straight sort of perpendicular gross building and it's colored yellow. His building looked like a golden, looks like a golden shower. <laughs> well, you know what? That's the other thing about the Trump brand is everything is like 
this nouveau riche, tacky, sort of tasteless, gaudy, yeah. a poor person's idea of what a rich person looks like. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. you know what? When I when I make a million dollars, I'm gonna have a gold plated penthouse. That right. sounds like something like a five year old would come up with. Like, this is a, a draw a picture. <laughs> yeah, like, draw a picture of what a rich person looks like. <laughs> Yeah, I, I honestly think stylistically he got stuck in about 1976 and just never progressed. Right, right. right. It's like the movie Almost <laughs> Famous, like the styles of that time mm-hmm. or whatever that, you know, and that may be an earlier break. Yeah, but, I, you know, I just watched that movie over the break. Oh, God. I love that movie. I'm going to say again, what an amazing, amazing movie. And you know what? Yeah. Underappreciated is Patrick Fugit's performance, the lead in that movie, the sort of the Cameron yeah. Crowe character in the film. He's been in other stuff, like, yeah. since he it's different now and it's you know because he's grown up like, yeah he was like, in gone girl uh, the david fisher yeah. ben affleck movie gone girl yeah he was great in that too phil i mean that well i mean god so many great performers i mean philip seymour hoffman almost steals the show <laughs> yeah, he's only yeah. showed up like three or four times and i miss that guy what a great actor um so i interrupted case, but anyway you were saying dude you interrupted for first of all i interrupt all the fucking time so <laughs> Come on, let's be serious. Second of all, um, you interrupted for a very good reason, which was like to say that Great you, know, movie. you saw Almost Famous and that's one of those movies that I can watch again and again. So, all right, let's talk about Lauren Boebert running to a new district. I do want to get to Lauren Boebert here in a second, but while we're still t- talking about Donald Trump, I got to ask you, do you think that Donald Trump is going to be the nominee? I think there's been some people kind of scratching their heads and maybe he's not going to be the guy. Maybe something is going to happen with his support or maybe Nikki Haley is going to gain some support. Although with the civil war thing, how is this all playing out? So the problem is, and I did this calculation back in 2016 and my calculation was roughly that 70% of the Republican party was insane. (laughs) And so I classified the two different groups of people like could a moderate sneak through and moderate in their current parlance is somebody who who, you know, doesn't dribble on the or pee on themselves. And, you know, like somebody who you don't have to worry about using the nuclear codes because they had a bad day. And and, you know, to me, Trump, Ted Cruz, Huckabee, you know, we're all lunatics. We're all Rand Paul not serious people versus the ones that whether you like them or not, and I didn't like them, but, you know, someone like a, um, uh, a Kasich, mm-hmm. you know, who at least was a relatively serious person in at least running is that way. And, and that, you know, I think if anything, it's gotten worse. So I don't, the, the, the problem is, is that right now, um, you know, and you can decide if you think this is a good or a bad thing. Cause Chris Christie, even though he's the guy, I remind people, he's the guy that stranded people on a bridge because he didn't get an endorsement. He's the, every bit the bully Trump is. Mm-hmm. But what he's doing right now is a service for democracy. And even if he's doing it for the wrong reasons, often people do things for the wrong reasons and they benefit us. Yeah. And everything he's saying about Donald Trump needs to be said from that stage. And he's the only mm-hmm. one saying it. Yeah. So that's important. But But he clearly, you know, is in the lane. He's got about 10% support where... Nikki Haley needs his votes. Yeah. And if he doesn't get out of, out of the way, you know, I just don't think there's enough, you know, I, DeSantis goes into the crazy lane mm-hmm. with Donald Trump. So whatever DeSantis gets, I think would end up with Trump if it weren't with DeSantis. I don't think it goes to Nikki Haley. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm, I'm forgetting who the hell, oh, Vivek, Vivek Ramaswamy yeah. um, is definitely in the crazy lane. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't have anybody else in, you know, if DeSantis were taking at least like 30% of the vote, 
then there's a chance for, you know, if he's taking it right out of Trump's hide, a very unclean hide, I might add. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> then, <laughs> then, then maybe you're looking at something where Nikki Haley can sneak through. Yeah. Um, now, she's closer in New Hampshire, and some people have argued, and this happens, that the, that the, the um, momentum from, you know, a win in a state like New Hampshire where independents can vote too, which is helpful. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we've seen this movie before. Yeah. I mean, Nikki Haley could actually come close or win New Hampshire, then go to, and then, then in, 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 in the end, in Iowa, be completely shut down because it's all the stupid caucus and organization and the 20 craziest people on the block who turn out. Mm -hmm. You know, I would be shocked if, if Trump doesn't, I mean, I know Kim Reynolds endorsed DeSantis, but he doesn't have a chance, the governor of Iowa. Yeah. And so I'd be shocked if Trump doesn't win Iowa. Then you go to South Carolina, so Haley, Nikki Haley, having been the governor, has a great chance. But, you know, remember what Trump did to Marco Rubio in Florida and, mm -hmm. and Kasich in Ohio and, I don't, you know, can she hold on? She may not be able to hold on even there. So, because South Carolina is only Republican voters, so it's only the base, it's only the craziest mofos. And and so I, I just, uh, if I'm a betting man, I'm saying still, um, unless something huge happens before then, yeah. by huge I mean he is actually found guilty of a crime, Yeah, could be the thing. Maybe he craps his pants and they fall down and everybody sees it. I don't know. <laughs> I love that. That example. That'd be great if that actually happened. But here's a well, question for you, though. I don't want to talk what happens about that stuff anymore, but, but, but not enough people understand that, that, that politics is psychological warfare yeah. and that it's, it, we wish it was post-enlightenment like the founders meant and we just made logical decisions based on positions. And some of us do actually look mm. at things like that. Yep. But so much of it's based on emotion and so much of Republican these days is based on you know, the old sort of fascies, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the stick and the, you know, which is what fascism comes from. Yeah. That anything that makes Trump look weak would hurt him more. Like, I think more than an, a, a prison sentence, what would hurt him more is this poop story. And I'm being serious. Like, I'm not trying to get back into that. Yeah. I'm just saying because if it makes his voters be like, ew, he's weak and old and whatever, that will hurt him more among Republican voters mm, right, than right. other stuff. So what happens if the Supreme Court rules against Donald Trump when it comes to the 14th Amendment? What happens if there's a very real possibility endorsed by the Supreme Court that Donald Trump could be removed from upward of 25 different state ballots? I mean, what happens? Will the Republicans still nominate a guy who's not even going to be on, you know, maybe upward of half the ballots in the United States? I mean, I hate to say it for a good reason, yeah. right? Um, like they could. Yeah. And you'd say to yourself, wow, you know, that's great. And I would say that's great too, because then we know he'd lose. Mm -hmm. Except for, I could see them then not even accepting the authority of the Supreme Court and serious violence breaking out. And again, I'm not saying we, we can't, if we start making our decisions, and this is why I've always harbored an anger um, for Mueller, for Merrick Garland, mm -hmm. for other people that, that allow, and certainly our media, anybody who allows like the, the equivalent of fascists or whatever, authoritarians, right-wing nuts, you know, and if, if it happens to be that this is who it is in your country, left-wing nuts, but anybody who allows people to use violence to threaten them so that they cover something differently or they make a decision differently, mm -hmm. you're no longer in a democracy. Yeah. Because the whole point of a democracy was ballots, not bullets. Yeah. And, and so if you can't even count on that we're gonna be okay if they do that, so, I mean, 
I guess what I'm saying is I'm a little concerned that it, violence breaks out, but you know, again, if you hide behind that and say, well, we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna not do stuff that, where violence breaks out, then they can threaten violence all the time and we're not a democracy. So you make that decision. I don't see the Supreme Court making that decision, but if they do, mm -hmm. yes, I think his people, I mean, you've seen his, already there've been a few Trump people who've been like, stay home and who said that? And let's not vote if they do this. Trump you know? said that. Trump Trump has actually been saying that at his rallies. Don't, and just like, don't worry about voting. Right. Make sure to stop the other people from voting. That's his, right, you know, that's his line right now. It's crazy. Right, you're like, okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> fine. You know, uh, that's the thing is like, is, is, there's so many different, when you're dealing with somebody who's not in the realm of, who's not a sane person, yeah. then there's so many different permutations you have to think about, right? right? right. Um, because even people that are big pains in the ass, you know, who we can't stand, whose posi political positions are horrible, make at least semi-logical decisions that mm -hmm. are in their own interest. Uh, I mean, a classic example is if Nikki Haley were nominated, it would be 100% in Trump's interest to support her because she has said she'll pardon him. Um, Interesting. But, I don't think he but he won't yeah. because he can't. Psychologically, that means, I mean, my God, right? If you're him, an Indian immigrant, daughter of immigrants woman beat him in a Republican primary, his ego cannot handle that. Yeah, yeah. And the same fights that hurt him, that, that undermined him with McConnell and other Republicans that he's gotten into constantly that have done nothing but harm his chances and made things worse. You know, I think I've heard you say this before. You know, Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump. I believe mm -hmm. it's a Bob Seska quote. <laughs> yeah. And that is the truth. He cannot help himself. So even though everybody would be saying to him, you know, Hey, poopy pants. Sorry. Um, <laughs> See, I think that's got to be a thing. I think calling Donald Trump poopy pants between now and election day. I promise you. It, not if, a bad you, idea. You do that constantly, you will weaken him among his supporters. <laughs> and it's just funny. It um, makes me laugh. So I know. I can't yeah. help it. I'm America child. has to laugh in these trying times. <laughs> they do. And I'm also a 14-year-old. So <laughs> me too. That's why we get along so well. Um, but... You know what I mean? But, but, but I mean, the thing is, is that I don't think he will. And I think he'll tell his people that Nikki Haley stole it from him, um, that she's a usurper and that yeah. she's a wimp and she's a moderate and she's a this and a that, you know, rhino. And I think he'll get it. I mean, so when people are like, do you think Nikki Haley could, could, could beat Biden? I do if the entire Republican Party united behind her. But I think that that's close to an impossibility. Mm -hmm. I think Trump would get enough people to stay home, you know, that she'd lose. Yeah. And, 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 and lose big. So mm -hmm. that's the thing. So it's the same thing here. Like the logical thing for Trump to do if he believed in anything other than himself is if he gets kicked off a number of ballots, to be like, I'm stepping aside. But he won't. Yeah. And the logical thing for Republicans to do would be to be like, we want to win. So we're mm -hmm. going to and, and there'll be a certain percentage of them that don't have their heads so far up their asses. Hopefully not Trump's because it's dirty. <laughs> um, I got to stop this at some point. <laughs> Um, but, um, you know, that, that will are logical enough that we'll do that, mm -hmm. but there still will be this core base. I think that's strong enough, um, that will remain loyal to him. They're not loyal to the Republican party. Yeah. They're, they're often, you know, they're, they're, they're far right and you know, new apostolistic or however you say that whatever Christian fundamentalists, yeah. they are like neo-Nazis. They're mm -hmm. all these groups to the far fringes of our society. Yeah. Um, they will not accept anybody else. And so I think in the end, even if he's like, I'm running and I'm on 25 ballots, well, 
that's what they're going to do. And then they're going to split claim it was stolen from him and all of that. And, and, you know, as they'll do if in any scenario where Donald Trump is not a the Republican nominee mm-hmm. and b elected president of the United States, it's stolen from him. Yeah. You know, either Nikki Haley steals it from him or somebody else, you know, who we don't know about yet, who jumps into the Republican primaries um, or Joe Biden steals it from him. But, yeah, but yeah. there's no there's no world in which Trump loses and Trump says it's a fair contest. Right. And that's what's going to hurt his party so much. Okay, short break. Back with more Cliff Schechter right after these words. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Trek Talks is coming your way. To benefit the Hollywood Food Coalition. It's on January 13th and celebrities galore will be on hand. Will John wear pants? That's the operative question. Probably not. Come and watch co-host Bonnie Gordon. She's not here right now, but I can imitate her. Oh, John, you cannot. Yes, I can. Bob Seska. There's a very distinct possibility that Donald Trump is not the nominee. There's a, a certain number of events that occur, could occur yeah. where he doesn't get it, where if you have a, yes. a sort of a confluence of, let's say, Nikki Haley coming in at a close second in New Hampshire and South Carolina, and then the Supreme Court rules against Donald Trump either on immunity or on the 14th Amendment or both, and then Republicans start to go, well, maybe and oh, the other thing is the impact of the Dobbs decision. Maybe we blunt the women vote by nominating a woman. 
And so that may cancel out the surge in women voting for Democrats as a consequence of the Dobbs decision. So Republicans start to see these combination of things. And then they suddenly. Yeah. Yes. I was just saying, I mean, between all these events, Republican voters could start to go. Maybe it shouldn't be Donald Trump. Maybe we should start to take a look at one of these alternatives, especially knowing that. Nikki Haley may have a stronger chance. I mean, all things being equal, Nikki Haley may have a stronger chance of beating Joe Biden than Donald Trump does. At least some of the polls have indicated that. So it seems to me there's a solid argument. If you're a Republican voter or if you're the Republican Party, you're thinking, oh, my God, maybe it's not Donald Trump. Maybe there's a reason to start to rally behind Nikki Haley or Chris Christie or a combination of the two of them. Instead of nominating Donald Trump, I see that as a very distinct possibility. Is Donald Trump worth the trouble, given the fact that there's a very solid chance that he's going to lose to Joe Biden in November? And on top of the fact that he's going to be probably convicted at least once of a series of crimes uh, in one of these various venues that he's been indicted under. And so there are all kinds of things that could lead us into this realm of possibility that Donald Trump does not end up becoming the nominee for his party. Now, again, as I said, that's a remote possibility, but it's still a possibility, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. So, so I mean, I mean, I come to this sort of conversation with, as I said, the full expectation he'll be the nominee. Um, but, you know, again, it's hard taking somebody on who you know will not play on the playing field as you will, yeah. who will do anything and and everything, mm. right? And will take everything down with them, right? Somebody that's willing to burn it all down. Yeah. And so the problem is, you know, here, so so let's start with, yes, absolutely. Because look, Nikki Haley's within 14 points or less in mm. New Hampshire and independents can vote there, as I said, and she could pull all victory there, right? And, and then, then South, South Carolina, Carolina, man, her home state, right after afterwards, that. Yeah. Her home state, if she can hold off and not, you know, and not have a Marco Rubio or a, a Kasich, if she can hold on to her state's voters, yeah. um, then, you know, and win there, yes, then she'd be in terrific shape. The problem as I see it is, is that is that this guy is going, you know, if she wins, let's say early on, mm-hmm. he will threaten in some way that his voters will stay home. Yeah. And then he'll tell his voters to stay home. And then Republicans have to rethink that. Mm-hmm. Do we wanna this this crazy motherfucker, do we wanna take a chance that he really is going to do that? Which mm-hmm. I think he absolutely would. Um, because he'd probably see it as that gives me a better chance to win in four years, even though like any actuarial table will tell you it's a miracle if he's here in four years. But I mean, you know, I, I'm, I like I'm the way you think, more. man. I like I like that a well, lot. Well, I like I mean, to contemplate um, that possibility. Thank you. I, I, I'm, you know, uh, I'm not wishing it. I <laughs> Necessarily, I'm not. I'm for being good. Um, but forgive me if I am, because I might be, I might actually be wishing for that. I I could be too. Who knows? I mean, natural causes then maybe. But when, when, you know, when Captain Pillpopper there, Ronnie Jackson was, was, you know, like he's going to live, he's strong as a bull. He's going to live to 326 years old. Um, when you looked at the actual medical reports that were produced, it showed the beginning of heart disease. He already Mm -hmm. had. I don't know how far along he was in it, but regular doctors, I'm not one of them, looked at it and said, we have heart disease here. The man eats like, again, a a, a child. He eats fast food. He doesn't believe in diet. He thinks it makes him stronger to not work out because (laughs) that's 
Oh, right. We talked about this, I think, at some point. Yeah. This is such like base Republican thinking. Mm. If I work out, I'm weak. Yeah. I'm strong by being natural me. Well, Um, he also, he thinks that you have a certain allotment of heartbeats during your lifetime. And if you use up those heartbeats by making your heart beat more rapidly through exercise, then you're going to die sooner. Right. And, And then you have to think about the fact that, like, he came very close to, to, as far as we know, dying from COVID, yeah. which may have left some permanent effects, had some permanent effects, certainly at that age. I mean, you know, they pumped every experimental drug into the guy to keep him alive, you can imagine. I mean, you know, so I'm just saying, like, he's in awful shape. Mm-hmm. He does awful things to his body, yeah. and he's enraged all the time. Not good for you folks to be enraged all the time. <laughs> right, uh, releases right. bad chemicals into your body. So, I mean... You know, it, within f- four years, like, how, I don't even know how the hell we got on this. I was making a point, you know, when I was saying, I don't know that he was, oh, okay. My point like was- Like we're talking about basically what if he, he's if he not the nominee. he down yeah. Nikki Haley, yeah. he sees it as he can run again in four years, maybe. Mm. And so what I'm saying is, there's a, is there a non-zero chance? Is there a chance that it won't be him? Yes, in a way that I didn't think so six or nine months ago. Yeah. A number of events, as you said, the fact that I would have never thought that the Colorado court or any or even the Secretary of State in Maine and these things would happen where he could be kicked off the ballot, which that's our democracy working. That's mm-hmm. good. Um, I wouldn't have thought that he would have 91 indictments by now. Uh, I, I, I thought that there are a few things that were going to get him on, but, but you know, so those, any of those turned to actual, you've been convicted of a crime. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are some of the lunatics who are like, I'll vote for him even if he's going to be in prison as president, but a decent number who aren't quite as crazy won't. I mean, there are definitive events that could change things. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say, I think, it, you know, I mean, I think if he's the nominee, Biden's the president. Um, I think if he's not the nominee, is even more chance Biden's the president at this yeah. point. Yeah. Because he tells his people to stay home because he does not care about any of this. That's exactly it. I'm not worried about Nikki Haley becoming the nominee because if she does become the nominee, there's a greater chance that Donald Trump is going to split the Republican Party, effectively killing it. And that's the thing that right. we've all been anticipating all this time and hoping for is that not only does Trump go down, but this Republican Party that platformed this guy also goes down. And I'm talking, it's not just me as a, a liberal Democrat talking here. There have been many never Trumpers, for example, who have also said, you know what, this Republican Party has to die. It's not just about Donald Trump. This party that I was a part of for how many years has to go away. And that's right. Nikki Haley getting the nominee, nomination or Chris Christie or Ron DeSantis or one of these others getting the nomination and it's not Donald Trump. That's going to send the Red Hats batshit. They're going to be yes. accusations of vote tampering. He's probably going to blame the Democrats for that too, but he's going to go after primarily Ronna McDaniel. And blame, the, yeah, they'll, they'll blame certain Republicans the way they like you know Carrie Lake blamed the longtime Republican mm-hmm. um, chair of the Board of Election in Maricopa County, the, yeah. the really large, disproportionately large county that has Phoenix and others areas. I think flags. I don't know Flagstaff's in it. Whatever. I don't need to be a freaking geographic expert here. <laughs> but the point being, it's a large part of that state. And and that guy had to go into hiding with his family because Kerry like accused him of being a rhino, even though he's yeah. been a Republican for like ever, conservative, you know. So like, excuse me, I would say that, you know, very realistically, um, you're going to see, even you, know, you may not see them, them say, oh, well, it's the Democrats who did this, but which, whoever, whichever Republicans who, 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 you know, don't support him will be rhinos and will be, mm. you know, Democrat enabling, you know, blah, 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 and, and traitors and this and that. So, 
He, he will. He'll undermine whoever it is, which will also undermine their efforts in the House. It'll be really interesting to see then what the ultra crazies in the House, like Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and Boebert and others, you know, Matt Gates, who've endorsed Trump, do. Are they going to get behind another Republican candidate if Trump mm-hmm. refuses to? I mean, if they don't, you know, in the end, if, 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 Trump, if Trump gets all these people to stay home, it's their asses. I mean, Gates, and, and now that, 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 that Bobo has run to a runaway, like the coward she is to another more Republican district than the one she was in, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe she can, she can hold on. Maybe they all can hold on because they're in such Republican districts. Yeah. But every Republican in a Biden district is dead. And I would probably say dead politically, in case anybody's accusing me of anything. Um, and I would say uh, anywhere up to about seven to even eight or nine or 10 point Republican districts, they could be toast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it could be an absolute 1932-type wipeout where they could lose 70 House seats or Mm -hmm. something like that because, you know, more, because a certain percentage stays home uh, because of of Trump. And so he ends up scoring all of them. Ted Cruz and Rick Scott will certainly lose them in Florida and Texas, which would be— yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I promise I will start believing in God and praying if mm. those two lose and yeah. Trump loses. Um, so speaking of so, districts, what do you think about Lauren Boebert? You mentioned Lauren Boebert fleeing her home district uh, a second ago. So let's talk about that. Is this this is absolutely proof positive that the MAGA agenda doesn't play in purple districts, right? This is like she's the been, fact she's, that she has fled is kind of a, a major sign of weakness for the MAGA agenda. Yeah, she's a complete tool. Yeah. I mean, she's what she is, right? Yeah, like yeah. Mrs. Tough, uh, Mrs. Tough Lady with the, you know, the the gun carrying, you know, restaurant and all of that. But the minute things, you know, she can't keep her mouth shut. She can't mm-hmm. even act like a semi-normal, not trashy, not wax on, wax off, and Beetlejuice type person. So because <laughs> of that, um, sorry, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Cobra Kai. Off, yeah. I, I miss Cobra Kai. If they would just bring it back. Yeah, um, Pat Morita he, is cursing you from wherever he is right now. It's like, how exactly. dare you use that as a euphemism? I know. I was that was bad of me. I I, I apologize. I will. <laughs> I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll go out and I'll I'll, I'll be like you know phone the car. That's right. Watch the car. <laughs> Um, in any case, oh, um, so, so, you know, like we, my, in any case, I was just saying my list, like, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but we have a big list and we raised a lot of money and we, we looked at that, you know, Adam, uh, what's his name? Frisch in her, I think that's it in her district early on. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, like he was a city councilman, he, he was a lawyer, he was a good candidate. And she's only in a plus six district, and she acts the same way that, like, Marjorie Taylor Greene and, you know, Gates and these other idiots act who are in plus 20-something districts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I remember her first election, she only won by two or three points. So she already had lost, she'd come in lower than you should as a generic Republican. Mm -hmm. And so we believed in, like, this candidate, and we helped raise him a lot of money, whatever. In in the end, that was the closest race in the country. In a recount, she only won by 500, what? 44 votes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so clearly acting like a complete moron in, you know, in even a plus six Republican district, yeah. that should tell you is too much. And, you know, in the way, in the wake of, and I believe, right, 2022 was still before Dobbs, wasn't it? I'm trying to remember. Or was it after? Yeah, it was, sense. Dobbs was, what, June of 2022? Yeah. 
Oh, so no, it was, it was before. Yeah. And, and like that, they've said on average, uh, has taken, I think, six to seven points off of Republican totals in various places. Mm-hmm. Right? Not always, but I think that's the average. So, um, you know, I think you combine that with, with, you know, who she is and it kills her there. Yeah. So, I mean, this was the logical move. Because if you want to be as as big of a complete idiot as she is, you know, and you you want to be able to have sexy time during Beetlejuice, you, you have to run in a plus twenty four Republican district or whatever Ken Buck's district is. Mm-hmm. So it made sense. Let's talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene here for a second too, because since we're talking about Lauren Boebert, let's talk about the other Lauren Boebert. Talk about her there. Her <laughs> Marjorie Taylor Greene, yeah, yeah. So this market analysis group called Unusual Whales wrote up a report about the top 100 members of Congress who made the most on the stock market last year. Marjorie Taylor Greene is in the middle of that list, not surprisingly. I've been covering the fact that she bought stock in DWAC, which is that that uh, platform that Donald Trump is trying to go public with Truth Social, right? But uh, last night, Marjorie Taylor Greene told Jesse Waters that she doesn't own any stocks. <laughs> that she, throughout 2023, she owned no stocks, zero stocks. And that any stock purchases associated with her name are actually stock purchases that her son made on her son's account, and somehow that's getting mixed up with her own financial disclosures. And in fact, that's not how it works. Yeah, no. she failed to disclose anything for 2023 yet. That hasn't happened. Her 2023 disclosures haven't happened. But I looked at her 2022 disclosures. She's loaded with mutual funds and stocks. So she does she own stocks. So she lied on Fox News. Not a shocker. But what is she, what is she afraid of? Why is she lying about her stock ownership? I assume it's because she wants to sound, you know, populist. Yeah, maybe. I mean, she's she's actually kind of wealthy. Yeah. I mean, not because of anything she ever did. It's a family company. I think it was a family construction company. I think she married the, the husband that then she went and cheated on, you know, the gym rat with. Yeah, right. Or with the gym rat on. Um you know, her tantric, ill. I'm not even getting into it. Um, <laughs> this is a know, gross like, show. This is a disgusting, really is, disgusting, dude. dirty, filthy you show just, today. You should just burn this show when it's <laughs> over, I think. <laughs> a purging fire may be necessary. Um, but, but um, you know, her husband had money and yeah. she left it. So, I mean, she, I don't think she wants people to know, you know, that she is one of the elite. She just happens to be the everybody's favorite Karen, you know? I mean, she's a complaining, spoiled, privileged, complete idiot who can't spell basic words and really isn't nasty and and honestly provides objectively no positive value to this earth. Mm -hmm. Her being here has provided nothing. She's taken resources. I can't think of anything she's likely provided. And so, you know, but but it's it's a good lesson for people in that, um, you know, that wealth doesn't equate to an either intelligence or to ethics. In fact, often the opposite. Yeah. Not always. Um, but, 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 you know, it, it, that's a sort of, that's the thing. Mm. I mean, that'd be my guess, because why else yeah. would yeah. she care about the stock stuff? No, you know, no one's coming and getting her for it. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, how many different disclosure lies were there by Santos that he got away with until finally... They'd start seeing him as a, the liability he will be, which is mm. may take down the entire, almost the entire Republican delegation from the House and you know in New York. Yeah. Starting with his own seat going, I think likely goes to us in in the February special election a month from now, and um, and and there's a bunch of the other guys who won in districts that are very close. 
that are going to have his stink on them. And they protected him as long as they could until, you know, they saw him as a negative. Um, that's what they do. So, I mean, it's not like I see that, in, that they would ever go after Marjorie Taylor yeah. Greene unless they saw going after her as getting rid of her and helping them. Yeah. Like, they all, you know, they all shivved Madison Cawthorn once they, he was a liability. Mm-hmm. That's true. You know, they saw it. I, I, but I just, I wonder with Marjorie Taylor Greene if either that was a gaffe denying that she owns any stocks at all. Like she meant to say, well, I didn't buy or sell any stocks in 2023 or anything like that, but it doesn't Fair matter. It's all about really stupid. The report so was about made that mistake. Yeah. The report was about value, the value of stocks by members of Congress. It wasn't whether you've purchased stock or not. And this is a Republican party. That's all about the free market. And they've nominated this guy, Donald Trump, who's well ensconced in uh, stocks and business and things like that, uh, famously has manipulated the stock market over time. This is not something that the Republicans typically hide what they're invested in or their connection to business. And that makes me scratch my head as to if Marjorie Taylor Greene was trying to lie in the context of saying, I don't own any stocks. I haven't owned any stocks all year throughout 2023. So you're telling us that you dumped all of your stocks at some point. Are you going to disclose that? I mean, there are all kinds of questions here, but I'm going to lean toward the idea that she is trying to cover something up. There is something hinky going on with Marjorie Taylor Greene and her stock ownership. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because if she says that, yeah, then maybe there's hidden in there are some some insider trading purchases. Oh, yeah. And speaking of that, just to interrupt real quick. Remember that story came out right around the time Russia invaded Ukraine, that a couple of days before Russia invaded Ukraine, Marjorie Taylor Greene bought a whole bunch of defense sector stocks. Yep. That may be an indication that Marjorie Taylor Greene, if that's not specifically insider trading or using her insider knowledge as a member of Congress to capitalize using a stock purchase, it could just mean that Marjorie Taylor Greene is just really into playing the stock market and well, saw an opportunity okay. there, which, again, why would you deny that? Why, if you're Marjorie Taylor Greene, why would you deny doing something like that? Or why would you deny uh, uh, owning stocks at all? That seems confounding right. to me. Well, with big picture stuff, it says to me, and I don't believe that she's smart enough to see the big picture, is yeah. she'd be worried because there are people that want to ban stock on them, even members of That's Congress. That's true, yeah, yeah. Proposed, you know, bans on that because, you know, the, uh, overall, I, I mean, I, I think if you find a Republican with ethics, you tell me that, you know, they're, they're endangered species. I don't know that they're out in the wild anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to assume that 100% of Republicans have probably have probably traded on information. Yeah. And then there's, as always, a certain percentage of Democrats who are scummy. There's some Menendez Democrats there, right? Uh, types who, who, are, who are that way too. But there's enough Democrats who do have morals and ethics and, and you know, who wanna ban this practice. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's worried if, if more, but that's such a big picture, like seeing a move or two ahead and she's so dumb. You know, unless somebody told her that, maybe it's possibly somebody warned her of that. Uh, It's hard for me to see. I kind of would stick more to the she owns some stock that she shouldn't Mm -hmm. um, and acquired it in a way that she shouldn't or something or didn't. This, you know, didn't pay taxes on or who knows. There's, uh, you're right that she's probably there's something there she doesn't want people to know. Here's a possibility. I don't know what that is because 
The insider trading stuff, we don't do anything about. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so many of these people do this all the time and nothing happens to them. Well, here's you know, a possibility so. for what she might be trying to cover up, and it's not even that serious, so I don't know why she would do it, but I guess in MAGA, in the MAGA universe, it's, it's probably more serious than we think, is that she, in her 2022 financial disclosure, shows that she owns stock in, in Walt Disney Company. Which is the woke Disney? Okay, you know that what I mean. Be it. Yeah, that may be part that of it. Be it. But she may have some serious Bud Light stock. Right, but it's publicly disclosed. I mean, anyone. It took me five seconds to find that 2022 financial disclosure and say, "Oh, look, Marjorie Taylor Greene is invested in woke Disney." How about that shit? Right, but that's you. Yeah, and you have a brain. <laughs> so if you're thinking of like mom and dad MAGA. <laughs> uh, you know, or a little little Joey Maga sitting in his room yeah. doing research on his computer. I, I don't really think that they're going to know what you did or be able to put it together and find it. They're only going to find out if media organizations tell them. And well, you can go on Fox and and right wing talk radio and lie your ass off, and there's mm -hmm. no penalty for it. Yeah, so yeah. why not do that? Again, I, I I do think the often you know Occam's razor, right? The mm -hmm. easiest explanation: either there's something there she doesn't want people to know about, or it's just a general sort of you know populist stance where she doesn't want to seem like she's this wealthy person that yeah. she is because you know it, you're right when you talk about. Like you say that that it's not you know Republicans in business and this and that, but it's it's a sexist thing. Yeah. It's a, it's much more okay for a Donald Trump to walk around and pretend to be a titan of business mm -hmm. who's you know done this and that than it is for Marjorie Taylor Greene who's supposed to be the little lady at home taking care of the family and you know yeah. blah blah yeah. blah right like they don't they don't take as well to that. You know, before we wrap up here, Cliff, I got to ask you about Mike Dewine doing something good for a change. HB 68. He actually vetoed HB 68, which is that ban on uh, gender affirming care. It was a ban on uh, uh, trans girls playing sports, youth sports. And he vetoed that. I was shocked and surprised because now he's going to induce the rage of the entire Red Hat MAGA universe that, oh, this guy is supporting uh, the mutilation of children. I mean, because that's the right. line that we're hearing from Michael Knowles and Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh and uh, Candace Owens. And so that's uh, Mike DeWine has stepped right into that, which is is kind of amazing. That's it's kind of well, an impressive thing that I he did. An, yeah. I have an answer for you, which is he's done. You know, he's he done. He's got term. Yeah. Mm. He's won his second term as governor. He can't run for another one. Yeah. He's, he doesn't want to go back to the Senate. Yeah. There's, you know, I mean. Mike DeWine has literally served in almost every position in government that exists All in right. this state. He's been in government for 50 years almost. He was a, I think both, he was one or the other, certainly state rep or state senator, but I believe both, mm -hmm. a county prosecutor. He was lieutenant governor when Voinovich was governor of this state. He was a congressman. He was a senator. He was an attorney general, and now he's governor. Okay. Like, there's no, you know, he, he had two years after he lost to Sherrod Brown in 2006 where he was out of government. Um, you know, or, or 2008, whenever that race was, I think it was 2006. He'd like two or four years where he's out of government and mm -hmm. found some teaching jobs or whatever. And that's the only time he's been out of government. These guys that supposedly hate government in like 50 years. I mean, you have to remember, he did the right thing in COVID too. The yeah. sad thing about Mike DeWine is he's, he's, he, like many Republicans, was always crazy on certain things. On mm -hmm. abortion, he was always a nut. So that wasn't a change for him. But he, I point out to people that when he's in the Senate, um, he was only one of he was one of two Republicans, two, three, to vote against giving the gun companies immunity. 
-hmm. He actually was great on gun stuff. He, he, he proposed with McCain, remember back then, and Lieberman, a few others, closing the gun show loophole, which in the end, either, I'm trying to remember, I think the Senate passed it and the House refused to or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, right after Columbine. Um, and then, of course, once he started running for politics again, after he lost that Senate race, uh, he started kissing the NRA's ass and became, he realized on that issue, he had to sell himself out. Yeah. But COVID, he always had some, so, you know, some, some instincts that were more moderate. Mm -hmm. And he just pushed them to the side to, and, and sold people out to get ahead, even on COVID where he originally was good. And then he backed off and, you know, got rid of the, of the head of the health department here who was doing such a terrific job mm -hmm. and got like got national plaudits for how well she was doing. Uh, I would say that this, the, the only reason for him to do this is that it's actually something he believes, yeah. which shocks me. Because I would have, he's more socially conservative on church and state issues. He's a religious Catholic. I would have thought mm -hmm. he would have been with them on this. So it says something. It's fascinating to me. Because yeah. again, yes, they all hate him. The only, you know, and, and now, and but they have forever because he's never, they've always known he's not one of them. Mm. You know, um, he, he's never been one of the sort of MAGA nuts. He's what used to be considered a conservative Republican. You know, that he, before this whole wave of far-right lunatics came along. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it is interesting, um, but it's, it's, it's honestly, my guess is he signs that bill if this was during the first term. Yeah. It's the second term, he's done, you know, he, he's, he's out of office uh, in 2026. Mm -hmm. He's got nothing left, he's, he's, I think in his mid to late 70s at this point, he's got nothing left to run for. So that's it for Mike DeWine. Mike DeWine, this is his swan song, he's going away, we're never going to see him in politics again, or is he going to turn up on Fox News or something like that? Oh, I'm sure he'll do, I mean, no. if people offer him easy money, although he comes from like another one. And it was family business here, I think, and what it comes from a very wealthy family. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't need to do that stuff the way some might need to for money. He may, you know, and he's never been big on the talking circuit. That was never his thing. I think he likely goes away um, and just, you know, goes and, and spends all his time in church. Is Ohio still a purple state? Or is it now permanently red? Are we going to just see uh, more and more sort of MAGA Trump level Republicans winning uh, statewide races there? Or is it going to still be half and half? I mean, still the state that, you know, Sherrod Brown is uh, the senator. From. Right. You know, it just seems. Um, yeah, it seems in this gray area right now, doesn't it? Well, I would put it. That's where I'd say is I would say you split the difference. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I was scared we'd go the way of Missouri, which was a swing state mm -hmm. and started moving a little bit to the right. And then Republican, you know, it was the only state that Obama targeted in 08, I believe, that he yeah. lost. Mm -hmm. um, and I think after that, and he won Indiana by a point or two. Think about that. Yeah. Right. And after he won Indiana by a point or two and lost Missouri, the Democratic Party gave up on Missouri. Yeah. And we've still had like Jason Kander only lost his race by four points when he ran against Blunt, I think, for the U.S. Senate way back when. Yeah. And, you know, Lucas Kuntz is running a really good race against Josh Hawley, who could be controversial enough because mm -hmm. even Danforth and people that, you know, regular, uh, the old school Republicans who supported Hawley are appalled by him now. But, but in any case, to get back to the point, um, we haven't gone that way in a 20-point direction or something because look at what's happened, right? Like we, we voted for, for legal to, in that last ballot to legalize weed and we voted uh, for uh, abortion rights. Yeah. Uh, so the problem is, you know, is I would say to you we're a three to five-point lean Republican state. Okay. Um, Trump 
maxed out here, honestly, because people fell for his crap. His pitch, which was anti-trade mm-hmm. um, and anti-immigration and you know the protectionist thing, was literally made for North Northern Ohio, where yeah. car parts are made. That's out of Michigan, the place where the most car parts are made, and all that kind of stuff. So it was a pitch like it was, it was almost perfect for Ohio. Mm. Yeah. Um, most Republicans here, if you look over the last half dozen years, like when if you if they hadn't gerrymandered, when you added up the vote in all the congressional seats, I want to say was that in 22 they won by three points. You know what I mean? Uh, J.D. Vance, I think, won by five, and it took Peter Thiel coming in here and dumping in 30 or $40 billion or something, which makes me sick. I mean, that was a race that was pretty close until that happened, and mm-hmm. and J.D. Vance. Came. But I, what I'm saying to you is, with the full effects now, you have to remember the stuff that's happened since then, that 10-year-old who had to leave the state to get an you know, abortion, the fact that, that it became such a big issue here, and then we passed this, this resolution that, that it activated a lot of women Got a lot of people involved. If I'm being honest with you, uh, you know, and just saying the truth, and I'll get attacked for this, I'm sure. But actuarial charts are in our favor because the cities and suburbs are growing in these rural areas where they're like, hey, I got a great idea. You're MAGA, right? I want you to smoke three packs of cigarettes while eating 14 cartons of ice cream while shooting your AR-15 off in all directions while refusing your COVID vaccine and licking your neighbor's doorknob. And, you know, I want you to do all of that and then because it pisses liberals off. And shockingly, in those counties, life expectancy has gone down. <laughs> yeah, to mention amazing. Opioid addiction. And so... The, the, we're one of those places, I think Florida may be the same, you know, and a few others that are on the bubble where short term, the right got an advantage, but their voters are older and sicker. Mm-hmm. And our voters are the ones moving here for the Procter and Gambles and Kroger's and types of companies that are headquartered here. Um, it's, it's So I do think my analysis would be, you know, something could change, but in five years or so, we go back to being completely a swing state, maybe even a lean blue state. But yeah. for right now, we're a lean three, four point Republican state, which means an incumbent has a great shot like Sherrod Brown. It's harder when you're not an incumbent. I still think we have a great shot to pick up some seats here. And, you know, it just will depend what the map looks like in a presidential election. I get if they don't prioritize Ohio. I mean, I would love them to. But I understand it if, you know, the path is easier when they're looking at their polling in North mm. Carolina or Arizona or Georgia. I understand. As yeah. much as it, it upsets me, I get it. Mm. You, the first thing is winning. If they look like they're in great shape and they're hopefully in place a place to kick Trump's butt or whoever it is, I hope they would put the money in and try to win Ohio and yeah. compete here. Because part of that problem is, is that Democrats end up pulling out early here. That's, excuse me, what happened with with Tim Ryan too, they decided not to prioritize that race, mm-hmm. pulled their money out of here, and J.D. Vance pulled ahead. Yeah. Um, you could argue whether it was a smart use of the money or not. Sherry Beasley, the one in North Carolina, barely lost there, mm-hmm. who we were hoping would win. I mean, there were some other things like that, but I, you know, I, I, um, I, I, I hope that they realize that, you know, Texas, like Georgia and Arizona, is on its way to being a swing state, and I mm-hmm. think Florida and Ohio, because of the 
elderly, to those that tend to vote Republican again, are the oldest and sickest. And I think new folks moving in are different. Hmm. So Interesting. So let's talk about your YouTube channel, uh, your rapidly growing YouTube channel. Yes, the fastest growing YouTube channel about politics on YouTube. So where can people find the YouTube channel? What's the latest happening with that, Cliff? I'm going to give you all the latest, which is, first of all, you were supposed to have the perfect, like, you know, broadcast today. And, of course, my sound sucks because somehow this <laughs> mic on the lavalier isn't working. But I've got, like, sound, you know. Baffles. Yeah. Like, dampeners in the yeah. lights. Hopefully it looks a lot better. Mm-hmm. We're, we're so close. We're so close. <laughs> um, but um, we had a couple videos go, like, crazy viral. I told you Trump, like, pooping his pants went up to, like, we had, that's at, like, almost 75,000 views. We had another wow. one on Nikki Haley and... Nikki Haley and slavery go to 110,000. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not our average. Those were two incredible videos in a row. Like generally we're in the five, 7,000, but point being over 31,000, getting towards 32,000 subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been growing immensely, which I love. Um, we do commentaries every day. Like if you like me on this show, five to seven minute commentaries, a couple of those. And, you know, so it's, you can find me at youtube.com, C Schechter, just my first initial C and then my last name, okay. S-C-H-E-C-T-E-R. It's called the Blue Amp channel right now, but I'll give you guys an early whatever. I think the new name, it's getting rebranded, will be Cliff's Edge, because I like it. Nice. I like um, that. Yeah. Good. I think that's where we're headed, because we're doing some rebranding and stuff. And yeah, I mean, I intend to put... You know, I spent some money on all of this. I, I, I'm going to really, the intention is to be to grow this, to be a major platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and in 16 months getting from, you know, I think it had 17 subscribers because I'd put up two videos. I think one of them was with you, an event and something that we did for like Bloomberg's group 10 years ago or something. Yeah. Um, but like I hadn't done, you know, like I, it had like 17 subscribers and now we're at like, you know, 31,500 or something like that. So. Not bad in 16 months. So I'm hoping yeah. folks will come by. We try to be both funny and informative. So incredible. There you go. There's Sounds good. Yeah, got a link in the description, of course. Cliff, happy new year, my friend. It's great talking to you. You too, man. Some 
Just a fraud. 